All this has happened before, and it will all happen again. That's not Shakespeare. That's Peter Pan, and actually not even the book Peter Pan. It's from the Disney movie. But still, good line. And I don't know, maybe it's not comforting to everybody, but it helps for me to remember that what we're going through right now, it's not unique. Many generations before us have dealt with plagues and worse, and they did it without Netflix. But for the past 400 years or so, at least they had Shakespeare. During Shakespeare's life, there were three or four outbreaks of the plague. And so, yeah, early in his career, the theory is that, you know, he took some of that time to write some of these narrative poems that he wrote. The thing that gets thrown out a lot today on social media is, yeah, but Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the plague in 1606, (laughs) Um, which maybe explains why that's such a depressing play. That's David Stradley, producing artistic director of Delaware Shakespeare. As theater folk go, he was pretty lucky at the beginning of the pandemic. Del Shakes had no shows in production when government officials started shutting down theaters. That, by the way, is an anti-plague tactic that goes back at least as far as Shakespeare's time. And like the Bard, when faced with the inability to take the stage, the staff at Del Shakes turned to poetry. What we try to do at Delaware Shakespeare is to connect these 400-year-old words to our lives today. And these sonnets really do connect to the time we're in right now, because so many of the sonnets deal with heartbreak and, and longing and, and, and pain and melancholy, and particularly the pain of being separated from someone you love, <laughs> which is kind of where we all are right now. And so, a project. Begin with sonnet number one and start recording. One a day, every weekday, on Facebook. David took the first watch. From fairest creatures, we desire increase that thereby beauty's rose might never die. But as the riper should by time decease, his tender air might bear his memory. People just really enjoyed watching them. And then we said, well, let's, let's see if our audience would want to support this. So we, we started selling quote-unquote tickets to the Sonnet Project, where we, we tell our audience that for every $30 in purchases to the Sonnet Project, you know, we can pay an artist to record a sonnet and really tried to message this as a way that our audience could support the artists that they've come to love over the last several years. You know, similarly to have like coffee shops and restaurants have put up kind of virtual tip jars for their wait staff. Artists are really being hit hard right now. If, if you buy a ticket to this project, it's going to allow us to, to get some money flowing to the artist. And, and you can get some daily iambic pentameter in your life. Let me confess that we too must be twain. The look I death my days should expiate. A woman's face with nature's own hand painted hast thou. Even for this, let us divided live. We've sold over, I think at this point, $1,700 in tickets to the, to the Sonnet Project. So we're going we're gonna to be able to keep recording some sonnets for, uh, for a while. There are 154 sonnets. Hopefully, we don't need that many. But if we do, Shakespeare's got it covered. And the Sonnet Project, that's not the only thing Del Shakes has been up to. In a bizarre way, yeah, we have, we have, <laughs> we have exponentially increased our program uh, in, in the light of, of the pandemic. <laughs> Which is a little stupid, but hey, you know. (laughs) From Short Order Production House in Wilmington, Delaware, this is The Other Side, a podcast about how people are adapting and innovating and sometimes just surviving during this time of pandemic and isolation. I'm Matt Sullivan, and in this episode, we're going to talk about what's going on with actors in theater and, fair warning, there might be a little bit more poetry. And we'll get into all of that after this word about the Food Bank of Delaware. 
So last year, in 2019, the food bank distributed more than 8 million pounds of food to families in need. That's incredible. This year, in one month after the pandemic started, they gave away 2 million pounds of food. That's math that's simple enough even for me. Those heroes on the front lines are working at triple speed, but they can't do it without you. Learn more about how you can help fight food insecurity right here in Delaware on the Food Bank's website at fbd.org. You can give your time, your money, your voice, they all matter. That's fbd.org. You can be a hero to someone in need. Now back to the show. Okay, so I have to start off with a bit of a disclaimer. I'm not exactly a neutral party when it comes to talking about Delaware Shakespeare. For five years, I worked with David as the managing director of the company, which means he handled the art and I stayed the hell off stage. I left at the end of 2018, but even then, I knew that this year, this year right now, was going to be a big year for Dell Shakes. 2020 was a year we were really excited about because in the, in the summer, our plan is to do The Tempest, which is my personal favorite Shakespeare play. I had been delaying producing it till we could get the company to the place where I was confident we could do a really exciting, thrilling production of that beautiful, beautiful and magical play. And then our community tour this year was going to be a whole lot of firsts for us because we commissioned an artist to write a new musical adaptation of Shakespeare's romantic comedy, Twelfth Night. So it was going to be our first uh, first new play, first musical and first commission um, <laughs> all, all at once. <laughs> so quickly, most people know Delaware Shakespeare for the summer festival production that happens at Rockwood Park every year. There's picnics, there's music, there's magic under the stars, and occasionally a torrential downpour. Outdoor theater ain't for the weak of heart. But the company produces work throughout the year. There's a body Shakespeare and St. Valentine show, a spooky Shakespeare poem fiends in October, and the community tour, a full production that goes up and down the state in the fall, performing in places like homeless shelters and prisons and community centers. It's some of the most exciting and moving theater I've ever seen in my life. That's in a normal year. So March 12th was uh, my wife and I's anniversary. And we decided to go out to breakfast at Lucky's Coffee Shop, which is normally, you know, full to the seams and bursting uh, on a weekday morning. And we went in to celebrate our anniversary and there was one other person <laughs> in that coffee shop. Uh, and the, the, the wait staff was just the whole time they were just talking about COVID and all the changes that have been happening. And I was like, this is happening. Our world is changing, and uh, this is spooky. <laughs> David also works as an artistic associate at the Delaware Theatre Company. That night, on his anniversary, March 12th, they were holding their Young Playwrights Festival. But by Monday, the decision had been made to cancel the rest of the season. Just bam, theaters shut down. And then the whole Philadelphia theatre community as well, um, you know, just, it was like within a week, you know, the next six months of work for theater artists uh, just evaporated. For most artists, it was a double hit. Most theater artists obviously don't make all of their money from, you know, doing theater projects. So they have, you know, what they call their, their day gigs uh, to cobble together some kind of life. And, you know, most of those gigs are things like being a waiter, being a bartender, doing standardized patient work in hospitals, all the same work that has just evaporated and, and shut down. So theater artists have just been slammed on both sides. When theaters are able to start producing again, I wonder, you know, how many how many of those artists are going to still be able to say, yeah, I'm, I'm in this business, or how many of them are going to have to have shifted um, to something else, because it's just the way that they have operated as an artist uh, is not possible right now. And maybe being a Shakespeare company wasn't possible right now either. At first, David planned to cancel Shakespeare Day, 
an annual celebration that brings together members of the community to read lines from each of Shakespeare's 38 plays. But the success of the sonnet project convinced him maybe it would work online. Normally, we pick quotes that are, you know, somewhat famous or maybe funny. But this year, we thought, we can find a bunch of quotes in Shakespeare that are about togetherness and health and well-being and community and maybe some tongue-in-cheek jokes about social distancing. We also really wanted to make sure that we saluted some of the essential workers that have been doing so much for our community during this time. So one of the pre-recorded sessions featured healthcare workers from Christiana Care, grocery store clerks from Jansen's Market and Kenny Family ShopRite. How far that little candle flows has been, some shines a good deed in a naughty world. What is it firm you from your sound part shall fly? Health shall live freely and sickness freely die. You do unbend your noble strength to think so brain sickenly of things. Go and get some water and wash this filthy witness from your hand with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Okay, second disclaimer. That last voice there, that was my wife. She's a physical therapist at Christiana Hospital, and David asked her to be part of the project. Her scolding people for not washing their hands, that is, how should we say, very on brand for her. My second favorite bit, though, came from a mailman. So this is the great thing about Delaware and collaboration in our fair state. I put out on Facebook, hey, does anybody know any delivery drivers, you know, U.S. Postal Service, UPS, you know, FedEx, anything that would be willing to, um, you know, record a, a short quote for us? And David Amato, the, the musical director of Delaware Symphony, said, hey, I have a good relationship with my uh, mailman. Do you want me to see if he'll do it? I'm like, sure. So he says, I just texted him. David Amato has a very good relationship with his mailman. He said he's willing to do it. So the next day, David Amato took his iPhone and went out and recorded his delivery guy, Harry. And 2020 shall near go by from this day to the ending of the world. But we delivery drivers shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. The whole aim of this online Shakespeare Day was to send a a wish of, of good health and, and, and goodwill to our community and know that we, we do have this, that we can get through this. And Shakespeare got through it during his, his plague days, and, and, and we can bind together and, and get through it as well. Virtual Shakespeare Day, like regular Shakespeare Day, was presented free of charge. And that's a model lots of companies around the country have turned to to serve their communities in this time. There's one theater outside of Philadelphia called Theater Horizon that, is, that has basically turned themselves into a, um, a, a talk show. Now they have about three or four of their artists that they've worked with over the years who each have like a scheduled Zoom TV show now during, their, during each week. <laughs> um, Beyond the free model, Dell Shakes has also had some luck selling tickets for online events, hosting Zoom conversations with artists and offering sneak peeks at the music for their upcoming bilingual musical version of Twelfth Night for about 20 bucks a pop. I'm really passionate that you know, what artists contribute to society is worth something. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we are doing some stuff for, you know, we're putting the poems online for free and, and Shakespeare Day was, was free. But all these salons, um, you know, we are, we are charging tickets and we want to say, you know, that the contributions that these, these artists make when, you know, when they share their thoughts and their ideas, these have value. And it's not like, you know, not like Netflix is, is giving away subscriptions right now. <laughs> Let's be clear. Netflix is doing fine, but your local theater won't be able to survive on Zoom crumbs forever. Nor will Broadway, where the lights won't go back on until at least Labor Day. Some major theaters around the country have already announced they won't be producing anything until the spring of 2021. You know, the purpose of theater is, is gathering people in a 
most of the time, a small enclosed room <laughs> um, to have a shared human experience where we're all living and breathing the same air and exchanging the same molecules. I mean, that, that is what makes theater different than film or TV. And that is literally what we cannot do right now. <laughs> and that leads to the big question. What happens to Delaware Shakespeare's Summer Festival in Rockwood Park? David just finished polling past attendees to see if people would even come. 35% said yes. Uh, um, yes, definitely. You know, if, if government restrictions allow, I'm there. 15% said no. You know, I'd wait until there's a vaccine. But then a solid 50 were in the world of, I'd come if you can keep it physically distanced. And I think that's going to be reality for at least the next six months. Even if government health restrictions don't officially call for physical distancing, I think audiences uh, are going to self-select and not come unless you know, they're, they're confident that physical distancing can allow. And shows that play to a socially distanced audience will have trouble recouping their expenses. I mean, <laughs> even in our best days, you know, most theaters cover about half of their expenses through, through ticket sales. So, you know, it's, it's never a, a business model that makes any sense. One of the things I think we've seen through this pandemic is how badly people want and need creative content in their lives. So my hope is, is that when we are able to gather again, people are going to realize, wow, the arts were essential <laughs> to me getting through this experience. And now, hey, maybe I didn't go to a play in the last year or two, but wow, I saw a couple of those plays that the National Theater of England streamed. And I want to I go see what this company in my community is doing now. There was one last thing I wanted to ask about. Since the beginning of the pandemic, in addition to the Sonnet Project, David's been reading daily poems, not Shakespeare, on his personal Facebook page, too. What I dedicate my life to is trying to create shared performing experiences that can, that can help a, a community move forward somehow or other. I'm a believer that this is somewhat of an adaptation of a Tom Stoppard quote, but that the, the right words put in the right order can nudge the world forward a little bit. And uh, uh, I just wanted to do something to just connect and, and, and mark this time. And I just happened to have this book of poems that I, I bought years ago and really loved. It's, it's a, a Garrison Keillor collection of, of, it's not his poems, but he put together these poems and they're just called Good Poems for Hard Times. Good choice. The shortest poem I read is a, just a three-line poem um, and it's called Prayer by Galway Kennel. And it's just simply this, whatever happens, whatever what is, is, is what I want. Only that, but that. What does that mean to you now? You know what? Whatever somebody has been led to do at this time to put you know, one foot in front of the other and to, to make themselves feel better and to make someone else feel better, it has value. Um, and that's going to be different for, for each person. You know, maybe it's going to be Shakespeare. Maybe it's going to be a hip hop. Maybe it's going to be a Mary Cassatt painting. Um, but to each his own. Um, and we have to honor how the, the different ways different people are getting through this. The Other Side is a project of Short Order Production House and hosted by me, Matt Sullivan. This episode was produced by Alexander Newman and sound mixed by Josh Johnson. And thanks to Hannah Geller for pulling together those sonnets. You can find the sonnets read at the beginning of this episode on Delaware Shakespeare's Facebook page at facebook.com slash delshakes. And you can learn more and contribute to the project online at delshakes.org. The voices you heard, by the way, came from actors Jay Hernandez, B.G. No, Hannah Von Skyver, and Newton Buchanan. And I really hope all you guys are doing well. 
If you want more voices from the other side, you can hit subscribe wherever you hit subscribe for more podcasts. Sometimes it helps to search for the other side Delaware because apparently I'm bad at naming podcasts. And if you have any other ideas for interviews, let us know at the other side at shortorder.co. And remember, that's .co, not .com. Remember, too, the Food Bank of Delaware and all they're doing to help families in our community. You can find them at fbd.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the other side.